Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Ho, 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 and a final ho to this Christmas edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick, and I am joined by the three other hoes, hence the four hoes. I Uh, thought you were the wise man. No, there's nothing wise about us. You bugger. (laughs) Got me on under false pretenses. No, no, I said I'm a ho as well. I said I'm a ho as well. So that makes makes Boston uh, the Virgin Mary and Chris Ripley... (laughs) Uh, the baby Jesus. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know, I know. Tell me about I it. thought you'd got to be a job in being cute, and the way you were talking about hoes, you were in the fucking <laughs> garden centre. <laughs> my, my best hack is, it, is it a case of it is baby Jesus real? Well, yes, exactly. we don't know. No one's seen him. No one's seen him. Um, so, as you can tell, I was going to introduce everybody, but they've already spoken. So, Mr. Craig. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Mr. P does Paul Washington. Hello. And Mr. D, the old wise man himself. The Yoda of Disaster. Greetings. Maybe I should have said ho, ho, ho. Ah, the season's greetings, of the though. Why is Lee Mallaby an old man? No, he's baldy as well. Oh, he's true. He's true. He's younger than me, though. Uh, only by a couple of months, eh? Only by a couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to get raucous. Um, so, this is our Christmas episode and is also a kind of reflection back on the last year as well. And what a year it's been for this podcast. It ended, the year ended with Paul Boniface making an appearance out of the toilet and then disappearing <laughs> again forever and ever. <laughs> Who knows it'll come out of the toilet stalls again? Um, and now we're here, a full 12 months on. And uh, it's been quite quite a year, hasn't it? I think in general, um, it has lot lot of a uh, lot of weird things going on with Disney. Far far too many podcast episodes. Um, we think there we've done about fifty fifty odd of these over fifty Dis After Darks, about ten or so egos, a few Pop After Darks as well, and. <laughs> We've done 12 egos, lad. 12 egos. And, yeah, one for each month. And the biggest ego was one that we were barely on. Yes, the Bill and Ted special. Uh, yeah. We've done, a, we've done about... Rest in peace. What, I think we've done about 30 episodes of Universal After Dark this year. Like that, combined. yeah. Combined. I mean, you know, we're not all always on those, but combined we've done those. No. Uh, it's done about 14 strikes as well. Yeah. And, of course, uh, five... Podcast recorded live from Universal Orlando. Another thing yeah, that I didn't, I didn't see. In our undercrackers, maybe. Sometimes. 
Definitely sometimes. And remember also a Patreon special. No, oh, yes. Yeah. We actually got one of those recorded at long last. We definitely should leave it so long for the next one. I think we should do that in the new year. Start of the new year. Kick it off with a bang. Start but, it with a bang, yeah. That was a bloody we'll back. Bit of yeah. I'll be on that one so it'll be uh, worse. <laughs> it was... We should we the next Patreon we'll do, right, I'm gonna say it now, we're all gonna be drunk. Well some of us are drunk on the last one. So yeah, what's what's yeah. new? Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, and also on that note, we mentioned Patreon. At the beginning of last week's show, I kicked off with uh, an announcement from Patreon that they were trying to uh, screw over both the creators and contributors to Patreon. I got an email two days later. Of course, it would be two days later. It always is, uh, saying that due to uh, unpopular demand, uh, Patreon will now not be going forward with that, and everything will be remaining the same. So thank you for your support. Uh, and please keep donating. And uh, if you're wondering what to buy that special person in your life, uh, you haven't yet bought them a Christmas present, you don't want to go down to a 24-hour garage uh, because you know there's not much in it except some dead flowers, you think, what can I buy my loved one? Um, a donation to the Afterdark Network via Patreon uh, is is an excellent gift, I think. I would, I'll be honest. I will be honest. If you got me that on Christmas, Nick, I would not be impressed. Well, it's a bit different for us, Craig, because, you know, we obviously do this, and people giving us Patreon uh, sponsorship is to keep us being able to record these shows. Oh, yeah. So it'd be a bit pointless to give that to you. It's like buying me a pig. I'm just not going to use it. You wouldn't wouldn't eat a pig? I would eat a pig. I would eat a pig, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Talking of pigs... Does Spider Pig now become uh, canon in the MCU? Well, it did take it did take <laughs> slightly longer. By the time we, this episode goes out, um, the last episode, the last is after dark, the two hander with me and P Dubs. We did, of course, talk into great detail about the uh, the Fox deal that was going to be announced the next day. The podcast was released. It wasn't. They delayed it by two days just to screw us over, uh, change from the norm. But yes, I believe Spider Pig will be canon. Um, I believe they're going to do a Spider Pig and Spider Ham um, one shot. Yeah, that's a comic book term. Look it up. Um, also starring Peter Porker. Oh, Peter Porker as Spider Ham. <laughs> I actually, honest to God, um, Peter Porker as Spider Ham was the first ever Spider Man comic book I got when I was about five years old. <laughs> I got it for ten p in a bargain bin. In Walthamstow. Glory days. Is that when 10 peas were the size of wagon wheels? Well, they were, they were when I was that size, because obviously I was still quite tiny. But, oh, uh, little tiny Tim. Little tiny Nick. Uh, I used to have a K and a Y in my name then, and I've, I've lost both of those. It's amazing. Quite, quite little tiny Nicky. Come here, Shan. I can't wait. I can't wait for the next five years when I drop the C and I'm just knee. It's gonna, obviously going to happen. Mm, anyway, like... we've we've gone far, far too long with this episode, this after, especially as a Christmas one, and not even had anything to drink. And I'm bringing this up because I'm absolutely parked. So um, we're going to go around, as we do each and every episode, and ask, what is everybody drinking? Craig? Uh, eggnog. Are you, are you really drinking eggnog, though? No. Okay. What are you, what are you really drinking? Um, apple and blackcurrant. Cordial. Oh god. Uh, yeah, Craig's drinking eggnog, so that's that's good for Craig. Eggnog. If I knew it was that boring, I wouldn't have 
force your hand. I thought it was going to be something exciting. Uh, P-Dubs, you never disappoint. Uh, what are you drinking? No, I'm actually not going to this week. <laughs> I've actually got a Jack Daniels and Coke Ooh, to celebrate God, this I... festive season. I feel terrible now. So you should. So you should. Um, Mr. D, what are you drinking? I've got a hot mulled wine. No, I haven't. I'm lying. As you can tell, because I'm going to pop open the bottle, does and it, if it was hot mulled wine, that wouldn't work, would it? Does it get more festive so, than that? Yeah, I've actually got um, a bottle of Copperberg cider. Oh, very good. A special brew. I am trying yeah. to decide which one I'm going to have. I um, I stopped off at uh, a supermarket on the way home, and as there, other supermarkets are available, and uh, they were selling off some stock of beer, because um, this isn't Christmas beer, this was summer beer. Um, and you know I don't mind beer any time it's well in date got months to go so I thought I'll get some because it was down to 50p a can for £1.80 so I've got here and I'll let you decide I won't see what the percentages are I'll let you decide what I have because they're both really cold to walk some home I've got a uh, Harbour Antipodean IPA brewed in North Cornwall and I've got a Vocation Brewery uh, life and death. Fucking hell. So which one of those should I go for? Both. Just no. have a steak bite with them. You can't have a steak bite with them. They're the same bloody style of drink. Both IPAs. Just Life and death. That's what I heard yeah. first. Uh, and regrettably for me, that's a 6.5 percenter. So thanks. Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. It says, colour, rich golden, aroma, tropical fruits, taste, fruit salad. <laughs> it, it, does, it does smell quite fruity, I'll give it that. Wow. That, that is really fruity. And hoppy. Bit like yourself. Ooh. Bit, bit like yourself. Bit fruity, bit campy. Yep, that's, uh, that's that in a nutshell. So... Um, we're gonna do we're gonna do this episode as we normally do with regards to we'll do a bit of news because there's been a bit of news. Um, then we're gonna uh, Craig's got an idea for a topic, so we're gonna go with that. Um, and then we're gonna do a little bit of reflection on the year. Um, look at back, look a bit back. Funny, <laughs> just start, start drinking. What's going on? Six point four percent. And then we're going to have a little bit of a reflection back on the year. And some of the big stories that have happened, and uh, yeah, maybe some predictions as well. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I think we have to start the show, um, possibly verging on spoiler territory a little bit, because a little tiny film came out last week on the 14th or the 15th, depending on where you live in the world, uh, called Star Wars The Last Jedi Episode nine, uh, Episode 8. Um, episode 9's come around quickly I wish it was episode 6.5 I wish wish it was Um, now uh, of course we're recording this on the Monday no what yes we're recording it Monday we're recording it on Christmas Day no we're (laughs) by the time we're recording it they have just announced the uh, the opening weekend for Star Wars The Last Jedi Um, and I mean no matter what happens um, you know, the opening weekend is is very important to a film because it is usually the weekend where they take the most amount of money. Um, I mean, Avatar 
didn't have a massive uh, opening weekend in the grand scheme of things, but of course had legs. Um, but most films do make their most their biggest impact on on the first weekend of release. Um, Star Wars executives will be uh, unfortunately crying into their their cereal. Uh, this the, the the Monday morning the results come out um, because uh, the Last Jedi um, only opened with two hundred and twenty million dollars in the US and Canada um, no. against um, against two hundred and forty seven point nine million for uh, the Force Awakens. So I mean, you know, obviously very disappointing. Um, you know, I mean, you know, they'll be crying about that figure because it's it, it's so sad, so sad. I mean, I, I can't get my head around, right? When you talk about two hundred twenty million, right, as an opening weekend, is when you look at like Justice League, which came out just over a month ago. That their opening weekend for Justice League was ninety-seven million. Yeah, I think solid, solid. And in the, in the same three day period, a film took like twice that, over twice that. No, one and a half times that. Maths isn't very good. Anyway, no, the fact is two and a half times. Is it? No, He's literally had two yeah. sips of this bleeding can. <laughs> it's gonna get messy. <laughs> that was a fifty p well spent. Um, I mean, it's, I just find it phenomenal that a film can do, 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 do. phenomenal that a film do, can do, make do, that do. much money in that amount of time. And Craig, um, we talked we talked about it briefly earlier on today that um, when Beauty and the Beast came out, Mr. Ripley, who's not here to defend himself, said that uh, Beauty and the Beast would take more money than Star Wars. Now, by the end of this year, that is probably the case. But how much has Beauty and the Beast took so far? Oh, that's a good question, which I can I can give you the information for in just a few seconds. Um, and what was its opening weekend? Yeah, it was it's... in typical Diz After Dark fashion. We have got no facts whatsoever. Well, no, you've asked a question <laughs> that I wasn't prepared for. Um, <laughs> so let's have a look. 2017. So Beauty and the Beast is the current leader. Yeah. Oh God. Um, it did five hundred and four million. It only took one hundred seventy million on opening weekend. One hundred seventy-four. Yeah. Now that five hundred four yep. million is that domestic? Yeah, it's domestic gross. So domestic, it's done five hundred and four one point two six three uh, billion worldwide. It did this year. Now. Star Wars opening weekend, not opening all markets either. Uh, estimated four hundred and fifty million dollars globally. So it's about it's it's just under halfway there. Forty percent. It took forty percent in one weekend. In one weekend to what Beauty and the Beast did so, in three month for well, probably longer than that actually. It's out for quite a while. Seventeen weeks uh, it was out for. There you go. So I think Star Wars has won. It, 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 so the thing is, it, like, if it's by the year's end, Beauty and the Beast will probably still do it because we've only got one more weekend, two more weekends maybe. 
Yeah. We've got two more weekends. Yeah, so so possibly, but I, I, I don't I think it'll be early next year before it, it takes the crown of, of what Beauty and the Beast did. So the records may state that it was Beauty and the Beast, but it was clearly Star Wars. But I mean that's that's quite an achievement. And I mean Beauty and the Beast opened huge as well. You know, hundred and seventy four million for a film like that is is phenomenal. They've they've had an amazing year this year. Oh, Disney are just they've they've made so much money this year. They could go and buy a multimedia conglomerate I mean, in three. <laughs> this is amazing. So in three days, because we've only got the box office for uh, the the late Thursday previews, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's three whole days, really. Um, it has become the tenth biggest film. In America of 2017, so it's already that it's in, it's already beaten Justice League, which has got 219 million. So it's already got a million more than that has in number 11. It's beaten Dunkirk, Lego Batman, Get Out, The Boss Baby, Pirates of the Caribbean, Kong, Cars 3, Coco, and War of the Planet of the Apes. It's already bigger than those films. That's pretty special then, isn't it? And by next weekend, I think it will probably go into the top five. Maybe. Well, you got maybe. four of the top ten, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man Homecoming is, is arguable. It was like, you know, it's still a Sony film. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Star Wars. Yeah. Amazing. I'm surprised Coco's not higher, if I'm honest. Well done, isn't it? Mm. Cool, cool. But Coco's only $2 million behind Cars 3. So Coco will be the biggest Disney animated film this year. Very, very soon. Because that's still out at the moment. It's still doing well. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's big. And also what's interesting is, as we've come to call this, is that um, all four of us on this podcast have seen the Last Jedi. Some of us have seen it twice. Um, now, I've already recorded a pop after dark with uh, with Y2, where we talked about Star Wars in great detail. In fact, the podcast was almost the length of the film. Um, but although we've talked about this privately a little bit, we haven't talked about this publicly. So, in the same way with the drinks, we'll do it in the same order. Craig, The Last Jedi. Uh, I adored it. And I went in and I grinned from ear to ear, all film. Some points of it took me breath away where I audibly gasped out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked out um, in disbelief at the ending. It just blew me socks away. Um, I can tell you that a spoiler-related story of us leaving the cinema, if you wish... What we'll do is we'll, we'll finish well, this like bit it. and then we'll come back to it. Okay. Cool. We'll have a little spoiler segment in a second. We can put that right at the end and then if people don't want to listen to the spoilers. I can tell the story without giving the spoiler away, to be fair. Um, well, we might, we might want to talk about spoilers a little bit. I don't know. Um, okay. So, so Peter. Well, the fact that Han Solo's still dead. <laughs> Mr. D. Sorry. P-dubs. Um, just slipped out. <laughs> That's what she said. P-dubs. 
Right. Uh, for me, it was a bit of a mess. A bit of a car crash, to be honest. Um, I enjoyed bits of it. Um, there were some bits that didn't make an awful lot of sense. Uh, there were some bits that didn't need to be there. Um, but it's still better than the prequels. Story boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's, that's, that's always plus point. Yeah. Mr. D. Somewhat similar to Paul. I was really my expectations were right up there because of all the reviews. Mm. And there was to me it was like it was like a sandwich of a Star Wars film and a, a superhero film. And the Star mm-hmm. Wars film part of it, which I think I won't spoil anything, but it was the Kylo Ren Ray story. I thought was absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. but the rest of it was a bit of a superhero, big action, lots of jokes. That I know, I know there are jokes in Star Wars, but a few really stupid jokes. And really, it was it was at least half an hour too long. It was a big section that I felt could have just been cut out and it would have been a better <laughs> film. Okay. So, uh, my excitement level for this film was was ridiculously high and avoided trailers. Took a day of work. I booked in to go and see it with my wife. Um, IMAX 3D, first screening, you know, the works. Um, she loved it. I, I came out a little disappointed, if I'm honest. I... I there were just quite a few things I had an issue with. Now, this is the part of the podcast where I have to offer my condolences to Adam Satano. Buck Lightning. I'm sorry, mate. Sorry I have to do this, but I went to see it again tonight. And I really enjoyed it on the second watch. A lot of the problems I had watching it the first time... I was able to uh, get over, not let it bother me so much, actually kind of understand where they were going with it. And I think it's really, it, it's the most, it's the weirdest I've ever felt leaving a Star Wars film. Um, because I think, I think I've figured out what the problem was when I watched it. And that was that, and I, I can only speak for myself, so it'd be interesting to see what other people say when I say this. But when I walked out of it, of it on Thursday, I was like, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars film. There were things I didn't like with characters. Uh, I'm talking more the classic characters, like you know Luke Skywalker. There were things that they did and said that I didn't agree with, I didn't like. Um, there were sequences I didn't like. Um, which will probably lead to my new outro catchphrase at the end of this show. Um, but when I went back and watched it a second time... And I already kind of knew, you know, roughly what was going to happen and everything like that. I kind of watched it in a different mood and a different mindset. And I actually kind of got what they were trying to do with it a bit more. Which is almost in a way of kind of setting up its stall for the next generation of fans. I think what they did with The Force Awakens, and we watched it the night before, and I really like The Force Awakens, is um, that was... A real kind of um, giving back to fan service. 
you know, a lot of people's biggest complaint with the Phantom uh, with uh, the Force Awakens is the fact that it was so similar, beat for beat, as A New Hope. You know, a lot of the things were very similar in those films, but I think because of the reaction to the prequels, they almost had to do a bit of fan service for that. And with this, what they've done is they've really flipped the script, the, the, the script on it, because um, so watch it again today. And at this point in time, we'll do a little bit of spoilers, right? So from this moment on, we're going to do a few minutes of spoilers. Then we're going to have an advert break, and then we'll be moving on to the next bit. So if you haven't seen it yet, and you don't want to hear us talk about spoilers, skip forward now until you hear the adverts, and then you can listen on, right? So um, one of my biggest regrets when I watched the first one was the casino section. When Finn and Rose go off on their little adventure, right? Yeah, didn't like it. I thought it was far too long, and I was, and I will still say this. Although when I've watched it now a second time, I enjoyed it a lot more, a hell of a lot more than the first time. I still agree with you, Mister D, that it is still too long. And yeah, and that was that was exactly it. the piece that I thought should have just been taken out. That mm. whole diversion they go away they come back again that whole section should have been taken out especially for what the, a better movie and especially for what the payoff was really because yeah. the payoff was right at the end in what in what should have been a credit a post-credit sting but because i don't do those in star wars they had to put it right at the end of the film so mm. i didn't like that bit but why i think that was in the film now is because when you watch a star wars film they get in some kind of trouble they find a solution, they go and do whatever needs to be done to get that done, foil the plan, and are then able to kind of go back and, and save the rest of the film. So it's like a little side plot, but it ties into the main story. What they did with this is they had that. You're expecting them to find the code breaker, um, turn off the uh, the tracking device, and for them to be able to escape. And it didn't happen. And with Star Wars, you, you you have these certain expectations. And what they did is they just completely flipped it. And so what should have happened and what you expect from a Star Wars film didn't happen. And when I watched it the first time, it left me really disheartened. But now I've watched it again, I'm, I'm actually quite taken with the, the balls that they had to do it. Mm. Because that's not what you expect in a Star Wars film. Yeah, and so I think it's actually quite ballsy. And it'd be interesting to see how you feel because you're you said you're going to go and see it again, didn't you? Yeah, going to go um, and see it again on Wednesday. Yeah, and and I mean the thing is, I've spent a lot of this weekend having to defend how I felt about the film. Mm. I've not read, I've not really read too much about why people just loved it off the bat, um, but there have been a lot of people saying that you know. Um, you can't have that opinion, you must have gone in there trying to hate it. I didn't, I wanted to go in there to love it. But watching it without the weight of the expectation of, of seeing it was was much better for me. And I think the other problem as well is that, um, and it's probably the same with, with you, Mr. Dean, more than a, a, anyone else, which is that those films have been a, a part of your, your life for a long time. Um. The, the, like the earliest memories I've got of, of watching any films was Snow White at the cinema and Star Wars at home. So I've been watching Star Wars since I was like four years old. I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. Um, and when you... And I've got a lot of emotional 
because I've you know that was something I did with my dad and everything like. There's a lot of emotional attachment I have with Star Wars. So I'm very protective over it. So I ha- even if I don't think I have, I've got this massive expectation for it. And to be honest, I had the same issue when I watched Rogue One last year. When I watched Rogue One, I didn't enjoy it. When I watched it the second time, I loved it. I think it's because I go in with this expectation of what's going to happen. Um, I mean, another thing which I think uh, PWs you didn't, uh, you weren't too keen on is the um, the kind of questions that we all had from the Force Awakens were completely yeah. lost over. Yeah, as if everything was like or given hearing. absolutely dreadful answers. Yeah, and to be honest, I think again that was you know the problem with that for me is I had this expectation going in. We all did for two years. Is Ray you know part of um, you know Obi Wan Kenobi's lineage? Is she a secret Skywalker? All this kind of stuff, and it was almost completely brushed to the side because it wasn't important. And I don't think it was brushed to the side. Oh, it was. I... It was brushed to the no, side. No, no, no. It, it... It's it's going to come out in the third film. I think, and I think you're probably Obviously. right. I don't think I don't think it's done and dusted because, again, watching it again today, Kylo Ren obviously tells her that you know that they were nothing. That where you come from was there, there were no one special. But moments before he says that, when they first travel in the lift, he talks about how um, he's going to tell her about her parents. So when that happens, like about 10 minutes later, I think he's still playing a game with her. Yeah. But, Ryan Johnson's come out today and said... Really? Oh, he has no crazy. idea. <laughs> well, uh, he's come out and said that he, they have no idea where that's going. And they have never had any idea where it's going. Well, that's not a shock with fucking J.J. Abrams, is it? Let's be honest. No, they said they, they've had it. no plan for this, really, Jay? No. Each individual film has been written as an individual film. Mm. My my concern though is that obviously you know Disney have got Marvel now, and my concern is that they don't turn Star Wars into a Marvel movie that's just a special effects movie that doesn't have any tension because you know that everybody's gonna survive. And I thought there was a bit of that in it, especially the very first scene. But then that's why. But I thought that's what was good about Rogue One. Because that's almost yeah. exactly what you're asking for there, Mr. D. Yeah, so with yeah that, and I really like Rogue One. Yeah, but I don't but, think... I, I, I've, I've got to be honest. Yeah, but everyone died in the opening scene. They lost all the bombers. That was very no. Rogue One. No, Poe didn't die, did he? He's in there with his little single X-wing cracking <laughs> the stupid what? jokes well, about... You know about... what? I, I, and I, again, this is saying I noticed on the second, on the second watch of it, right? To, I mean, I like that. I thought that opening bit was quite funny. I think a lot of the film was quite funny, actually. I think the jokes mainly worked, actually. Um, but I think you're in danger of becoming a bit too uh, comedy-focused. Um, yeah. What I thought was interesting, again, I didn't really pick this up on the first time I watched it, but definitely the second time, is that pose this gun-happy, I'm going to be a hero, I don't care who's at risk, that's what he does. And then by the end of the film... He's realised, especially when uh, um, Holdor, I won't call her anything else, she can be Holdor (laughs) as well. Um, It's not my fault, they named her similar. But um, by the end of this film, you can see he's changed. He's understood Mm. that there are perils to his actions. So while it's good to be cocky 
and try and be this hero, his actions have actually caused them a great deal of harm. And by the end of the film, you can see his characters change a little bit, um, especially when they realise what Luke is up to on the salt planet. I just, I just felt like it, like Paul said, it was a bit of a mishmash, mm. and and that's what I felt to me. It felt like it felt like two different films, depending on what storyline was going on, and it felt like the whole storyline around Luke and Ray and Kylo Ren. Really enjoyed that. Thought that was very, very Star Wars like. Mm. But then there was other stuff going on that just felt too much like a special effects, really jokey um, superhero type movie. And maybe it's just me because my opinion on most superhero movies is they're crap. Mm. Right, there's a couple I like, but the vast majority of them, you know, they're just visual. Spectacles. They've got no story, no characters, no good dialogue. Well, I see you've got Guardians I, now. I've got Guardians now, so I've still got to watch that. Yeah. And I like Deadpool. And you know, there's a couple that I like. I don't. I don't hate them on principle. No, but I know. I know what you mean. Um, because I'm not as hot on on all the the. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to do Strike much justice. Um, there are Marvel films that I love, and there's, there's some characters that I don't kind of care for and i do think that some of them are very formalistic um and and really beat at the same drum i think disney they have to be careful but i also think they have to recognize what's going on the fact that the last jedi has opened up just a smidge under the force awakens i think they'll be very very stupid to try and change the model too much in what they're doing um I think Han Solo is probably going to be a bit more jokey. But I think, I'd like to think that they carry on more on the serious path with the next episode. Um, is Solo coming out in May, as you said on the show? Yeah, apparently yes. so. Yeah, No Amazing. trailers. No trailers. No trailers? Well, what I mean is, is that it's now December. And we still haven't seen a single trailer for Solo. They've only just wrapped though, haven't they? Uh, they wrapped about September time. I think. <sighs> they finished doing the reshoots around September time. Yeah. Oh, but it's tight. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they knock it back a few months. I'm, but... I'm not looking forward. This is the first flop, I think, because Han Solo is not going to look like Han Solo. It's going to be really interesting. All the other characters in all the other Star Wars films have all been the same character throughout. Obviously, but, except Darth Vader, but that, he had excuse for that. But Obi-Wan so Kenobi? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, all right. Old Obi-Wan Kenobi, young Obi-Wan Kenobi. Fair and enough. You can't, and you can't say that you and McGregor look like a young Alec Guinness. Because he didn't. Um, no, he didn't. And it didn't sound like him either. No. Uh, well, yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> but I mean, the thing. But, what's interesting with Solo is that Han Solo is a lot of people's favourite Star Wars main character. He runs like he's riding a pig, and he's got that very <laughs> iconic stance when he's got his pistol in his hand. 
he looks like he's sitting on a pig as he's holding his gun up on all the posters. So this young lad's got to be able to run like he's got rickets. Um, but I mean the thing is a, a film shouldn't it shouldn't be the case that you need to go and see a film more than once to know whether or not you enjoy it or not but this film really has divided people um, you know a lot more than I, I've ever seen for a film of this this type um, I mean look you know even go back to one of Craig's favourite films of all time Batman vs Superman it was quite unanimous the world thought it was shit uh, it was just Craig and Maybe. that liked it a lot um, maybe you need to go and watch it again. Uh, no, maybe it's, maybe it's, you're a two-time. It's film over. Watching. It's over three hours long. Once for that is definitely enough. And the thing is, as well, when I watched, was it only three hours? Oh my god! <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> Alleged- that was the that wasn't the director's cut. Um, but the thing is, when I was watching Star Wars the first time, I didn't hate it enough that I would never go and see it again. I always knew I needed to go and see it, at, you know, at least once more. To try and get more of an idea, um, I just don't. I just think it was the expectation. I just had this massive expectation for it. No film is ever going to live up to the expectation I had because you go in there. I certainly went in there thinking this is going to get answered. That is going to get answered. We're going to learn more about this. Um, yeah, but what get what gets answered right in Empire Strikes Back? What gets answered in Clone Wars? If anything, they don't. These middle films ask more questions. Yeah, um, but I think at the same sort of thing, especially with this, I mean, one one of the arguments thing a lot of people talk about is uh, Snoke and how, you know, they made him up to be this big bad and you you know nothing about him and he's gone. Now And then he gets sliced in half. Yeah, but, so. the, th- but the thing is, right, in the original trilogy, what did you know about the Emperor? Bugger all. Right. It wasn't until the prequels that you got any idea of what it was all about. So I don't understand why people are getting that upset about the Snoke thing. Um, well, you got you got to understand that the Emperor was like a really straight, serious, sober character, whereas Snoke was half cut most of the time. <laughs> Coming to a Christmas cracker near you. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um... But no, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I, I get why. I, I definitely get why people don't like it, and I also uh, kind of get why people are so defensive of the film and want you to love it so much. But I've never seen so much confusion from a series from a group of fans than I have with this Star Wars film. It is so so decisive. Um, but I would say that anyone that's kind of on the fence, um, give it a second watch. You might like it more, you might not. You might hate it even more the second time. I don't think you will, but certainly once I had my level of expectations lowered, I did enjoy it a lot more. And going back to what Paul was saying, there were bits in that film which are among the the greatest shot scenes of any Star Wars film, star-wise. I think, and Paul, you can tell me if I'm, if I'm talking about the right thing here, but are you talking about Holdor's uh, sacrifice? P Dubs, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's called Paul as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, was that what you were talking about, P Dubs? Uh, yeah. That that was that's got to win an Oscar. 
I mean, it that's, is that that's that shot there is probably the most beautiful shot in any Star Wars film in history. Ever. Yeah. Born on. It was it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And you, when you watch it in IMAX 3D, it literally stripped the skin off your face. Oh, beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, IMAX 3D is the way to see the film if you're going to see it, by the way. Um, pay the extra, kids. It's worth it. Um, I Stamp think, up the extra pony. I think the uh, the fight with Ray and uh, Kylo was mm-hmm. one of the best lightsaber sequences I've seen just think it's really well done um, and I think the whole finale on the salt planet was beautiful uh, like all the, sure. all the reds and stuff no you wasn't a fan of the, uh, the, the kind of flying uh, salt no it was okay there was some good bits yeah but I, I mean, just talking, I'm talking I'm just talking from a visual point of view not yeah. talking necessarily like yeah, watching no. it again that no, was I've got to yeah. be honest. Like, I think the 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 fight between Kylo Ren and Luke isn't particularly great, especially after that that, that early lightsaber uh, lightsaber battle. Um, yeah, it's not yeah. quite that as good. was Luke's Alex Alex Guinness moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and I don't think it's meant to look great because it's meant to be Kylo right on the edge. Well, I tell you what else is interesting. And Luke's quite clearly not there. Well, well, yeah, and that's the other thing, because I didn't pick up on it, but when I watched it again today, when they're fighting, they they keep going, cutting to these shots of, like, Kylo, like, moving the salt with his foot. Well, yeah, when, course, yeah. when Luke Skywalker moves his foot, nothing happens. Because the general public of, of, of this now, the millennium, the millennials, and especially Americans, are thick. They have to have everything spoon-fed to them. No, because it's it's subtly done. It's very subtly yeah. done. I didn't pick up on it on the first the first. Oh, I didn't think it... You, no, you could drive a bus through that. That wasn't subtly done. That was like, who are you fucking idiots? <laughs> Look, Luke Skywalker's blatantly not here. And also, can we please talk about the fact that Aid Edmondson was in the film. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he appeared on screen, I was like, Aid Edmondson? What's me, going on here? Me and the wife I turned just... to each other and was like, He was comedy genius. When that, when the, the open comedy exchange was going on, it was Monty Python, wasn't it? Wellies, Wadwick, always but biggest dickus and all that. I thought it was genius. I love Aiden Emerson anyway. But, His face uh, and the little sniggers he was doing and the little... It was just beautiful. I loved yeah. it. My favourite... I think my favourite joke in the whole film was the one that was getting me the most angry at the time, which was the iron. Because when I saw that iron coming down, I thought, that spaceship looks far too much like an iron. Have they really got that lane that they're now having to copy everyday objects to make spaceships? Before realising it was just an iron. I thought that was okay. The one that pissed me off was the one at the beginning. Where it went on about three or four times. He said, waiting no, for general holes. It's quite funny because that has It was really funny the first people. time. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And but, what is it? I mean, you know, the force, right? There was a lot of talk about the force. But quite obviously, it's about drinking milk. Because Luke Skywalker no, really right. likes his milk. Yeah. Straight from Blue the milk in the first one. 
and well, fresh milk in this one. Yeah, but I think that but that milk was blue. Yeah. I think that's what it is. That's what I think that's all it is. I think I think yeah, finding out the question where the blue does blue milk come from. I thought it was green when I cropped the tit. They've it's, said it's green. They have said it's, it's green. green. Yeah. It did, it did the, look. the blue is semi skimmed, obviously. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> is. I was gonna say green must be <laughs> easier for him to make in the theme parks. Blue is semi skimmed. The, the, the other nipple was blue, I think, wasn't it? Which it was, was the, red on the top. It was the chocolate milk. Milk, milk, <laughs> lemonade, round the back, chocolates made. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean, uh, Paul, because a lot of people have have said that that opening sequence was either hilarious or terrible. I thought it was really funny, and today when I went to see it the second time, I missed that bit completely. Uh, I missed like the first opening five or ten minutes of the film. Mm. I knew I was going to miss the beginning of the film because I was coming straight from work. And because I'd seen yeah. it once, I didn't mind if I missed a little bit of the film. So I, well, excuse me, I walked into the cinema just as Luke had thrown the uh, the lightsaber over his head, yeah. and a pork tried to decapitate another pork. <laughs> By the way, so Let's see, I didn't think the porks were that bad. I loved them. Yeah, I thought they were okay. I the bit with Chewie and where he, where he's trying to eat them. Yeah, that Genius. was that was hilarious. Yeah. That's um, funny. I, I thought they were a little bit too much on the on the Millennium Falcon. They seem to start focusing a lot on there for some reason. But yeah, all in all, they were quite cute. They didn't really cause so much of a nuisance. I don't know why they've made a big thing about this black BB-9E or whatever it was called. It was this, in it for 30 seconds. Yeah, just completely pointless. I can really see Sphero not shifting many of those. It just seems completely pointless. Um, yeah, but they've always done that with Star Wars toys. There's always been stuff released that's been in stuff for a little tiny bit. Yeah, but it don't cost 150 quid for the privilege. Slot Leia was only in Return of the Jedi for about 10 minutes. Yeah, so you need, like, so what? That's, that's enough. <laughs> she could have been in that film for 30 seconds. A, that would still be the most a teenage boy, that seconds. was more than enough. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the worst example, Greg. <laughs> if you said, like, uh, size noodles or something I'd say okay fair play but no <laughs> you've hit back the wrong horse there I, you know what There's another bit that uh, annoyed me with this before we move on um, I didn't like what they did with uh, Maz Cantana was that her name Maz yeah um, who yeah. was in who was in The Force Awakens just seemed very shoehorned in and didn't really serve yeah. much of a purpose yeah. I think the characters yeah. deserve better than that well, that was that yeah. whole that whole scene, that whole section, I, and I know what you're saying, Nick. About you know, there's always a bit where they go away and they solve the problem, and then everything's okay. But just that whole section, I think they starting from that bit. Yeah, just take it out. I think they could have done they could have done it better, but I think it was important that you saw them fail because you're so used to, in, all, in to me. It's not just Star Wars, but just films in general. Um, yeah. whether it's a superhero film or you know just a normal uh, action film whatever but you're used to a plot going a certain way and for them to go and solve something and then mm-hmm. you know that leads to them being able to solve the bigger problem and you know everyone's alright at the end and that didn't happen um, no but yeah, but know, it the... doesn't happen at the end of Empire Strikes Back either that's a dark ending as is um, Revenge of the Sith yeah now, yeah, yeah, is that the third it, one? It was Revenge of the Sith would have had uh, a, a, like a, a a sad ending had uh, they not added that comical no 
to it that kind of <laughs> completely ruined the yeah, whole mood that is the darkest ending of any Star Wars film no well no. maybe Rogue One's a bit weird Rogue One, yeah. Rogue One and, and an Empire uh, yeah it's it's not um, I, know, I know what you're saying but no it's 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 not it's not it comes off a little bit cheesy if anything they're trying to go for dramatic but it doesn't work um, but no I mean I, 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 yeah. I just think that they could have they could have done that without the whole excursion so if if somebody on the ship said I'll have a go and they tried to break the code from the ship and failed you still get the same effect you just cut out all that I other... think yeah I think the big problem is is that if they didn't and, I, and again this isn't defending it but without them having that excursion Finn would have done absolutely nothing in this film. Fine. No, it's not because the thing is, like, they completely shoehorned him out of the film. Um, yeah. I feel quite bad for John Byager actually. Because... Yeah, but the, the thing is, though, I mean, and this is what this is what I think they forgot. You know, the thing that makes the difference between a great movie and a good movie is story, characters, and dialogue. That's it. Mm. And and if you sacrifice the story just to give everybody a part to play, then you're sacrificing how good the film is, and that's what they did there. Mm. For me, anyway, my opinion. The thing is, it's going to be interesting because the next film, there's no Han, there's no Luke, and there's no Leia. She'll be a sentence at the start. She'll be a CGI Leia. Now, she'll be, it'll start, it'll open and scene will be a funeral. Yeah, they've 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 already turned around and said that they won't they won't be any CGI of her at all in this uh, in this in this last one. She'll sit on a pog and die. Yeah. So no, I I I I think Craig's probably right. They'll start off and you know she's peacefully uh, died or you know a ship's blown up or something. But they'll get him. That one out of a uh, jewel in the Nile to play her. <laughs> Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Yeah, their voices are almost the same. Just <laughs> in a, a silhouette of her. Oi, uh, Kylo Ren, I think you're a gobshite. I'm going to kill you. It's about it, really. That sounds like Doc Cotton. <laughs> I was going to say, Phil Mitchell's taking over, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Right, is that enough for Star Wars? I think that's enough for Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. okay, just before I, so we walked out the cinema, uh, we'd been with us four and uh, my brother-in-law and little Jack Taylor, my nephew and godson, right? Yeah. He's seven. And it's the Odeon on a Saturday night. Carl and my sister-in-law has turned up with the baby to pick them two up and take them home, Right. So he comes running out of the pictures. The queue is right out. It's oh, there's oh. 50, 50, 60, 70 people all queuing up waiting for the next show. And, yeah. and he runs out, Mommy, 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 Luke Skywalker's dead. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> the it, thing is, what do you do? Because it's a kid. It, you know, He's a little boy. Yeah. I was howling. People physically gasped. Oh. I was like that. Come on, get away. Let, let's just go. Come on, let's walk. Walk now. Walk. You could see people behind us lighting pitchforks. Oh. Wasn't, there a, wasn't there a fight broker after 
uh, Force Awakens because somebody came out and spoiled it for the people coming in. Well, it almost said happened. Han Solo got killed. It almost happened when, when I went to see it, but I think I think there actually was one in America. Of course, it was in America. Yeah. Um, where yeah, that did happen. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's a seven-year-old kid. It's not. Yeah, you know, it's definitely different if it's to an a adult. Kid. You yeah, know, you're still going to be angry, but you can't be too angry at a kid. I saw as well yeah. uh, a story um, on... I mean, I don't know how true it was because it was on Twitter, but apparently, like, some kids are dressed up to go and see Star Wars Saturday night and uh, some people were taking the piss out of them on the train, both of them wearing Arsenal kits. <laughs> you know, as if that, these kids are stupid for dressing up to go and watch a Star Wars film. Full kit wankers. <laughs> Is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines, and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will... Pick it on kids. Right, Craig. You had a topic you wanted to bring to the table. I think it's just a nice, right. just a nice little idea. Yeah, nice little idea. Nice little idea. I want to go last. <laughs> <laughs> My idea, I'm going to go last. All right. Well, introduce the idea at least then. So the idea <laughs> yeah, I'm is going basically... You've all got to pick a ride that has historically had some sort of sponsorship. You've got to bring a new sponsorship to it. What would the new sponsorship bring to the ride you've picked? Basically, just a little throwaway 10-minute talk. So it has to be... They have to have had a sponsor already. Yeah, because, uh, well, most of them have got sponsors anyway, if you look into it properly, like, but... Right. Well. Or, okay, if you want, pick a pick a ride that hasn't got sponsorship and no, bring the sponsorship. Only, the only reason I was saying that is because, I mean, I can think of a few that definitely have sponsors, but I don't know all, all of them that do or don't, so... Yeah, okay. well, just pick pick one that you know, then. I've, I like to say, I've bagsied Spaceship Earth. Okay. So you can't have that. <sighs> Does anyone want to go first? And anyone go? I'll well, go first. Oops, Ooh. go for it, Paul. You go, you, you go, Mr. Day. Well, I've, I've spoiled it now, haven't I? It's full of spoilers, the show. So <laughs> I went for the Jungle Cruise. And the sponsor was... Um, Tom Cruise? Um, hmm? Tom Cruise? 
No, it was uh, it was Windsor Safari Park was the sponsor, <laughs> and and so the thing is the the, the plusing of the raid is that you raid the raid and somewhere in there there's a wild animal, possibly lethal, but not necessarily, somewhere on the raid. So it, they replace an animatronic with uh, something. And every time you raid it, there's a different lethal animal in the raid. 1992 called Monday Monday Reference Back. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never went to Windsor Safari Park. I went once. I've been to its replacement recently. <laughs> that's Lego so, Lads. so you don't know what animal is going to kill you every yeah, time you get onto much, the ride. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, it could be not necessarily lethal, but possibly just lose a limb. Yeah, chance you take. Pays your money. Small children, your keep your keep your hands and hands in the boat at all time. <laughs> Makes a few of the jokes a bit more sinister. <laughs> it's part yeah. of the fun, surely. Go on, Pete. I was all yours. Mine was Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, and I think it should be uh, sponsored by Savage by Dior. Um, plus the ride-up. We know how much all Disney fans love more Johnny Depp. So <laughs> even more Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp doing a Johnny Depp on Johnny Depp. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. I'd, I'd go with that. Of course, by that, by that reckoning, you could also say that Ryan could be sponsored by chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. Oh, God, yeah. Not a bad film, actually. Maybe we just turn it into a Johnny Depp museum. <laughs> the Johnny... Yeah. Sponsored by Scissorhands, or whoever they are. Makes condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny's Johnny. Um I uh Someone's a fucking taxi. Someone someone had to. Um right, I would do uh Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin sponsored by Papa John's. Because it's my favourite pizza. <laughs> favourite pizza chain. Not my favourite pizza in the world, but favourite pizza chain. Yep. So okay, why is it your favourite pizza chain but not your favourite pizza? Well, no, I, I mean, the thing is, like, um, you know, it's, for, for that type of pizza, it's really good. But, you know, if you go, went to, like, a proper wood-fired Italian restaurant or even, like, via Napoli or somewhere like that, you'd get a better pizza than from, like, a Papa's or a, a Pizza Hut or a Domino's, wouldn't you? And how would they, how would they sponsor and Buzz Lightyear plus it? What would they bring to it? Pizza. The smell of pizza. Yeah, Pizza Planet. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, can you imagine that ride? If that ride wasn't good enough, it now smells of cheese and tomato. Oh, he's like vomit. vomit just, for, just for the record, by the way, if you want to take away pizza, although I just referenced Papa John's being my favourite, actually, Costco's pizza is phenomenal. I'll second that. I used to be able to eat a whole one of them. You are joking me. No, I'm the, I'm the man, man. A slight, like one slice of their pizza is about two and a half slices of any other pizza. It is amazing. It's so big. But tasty at the same time. So go on, Craig, what was yours? 
Oh, mine's a bit sensible then because I was going to get Spaceship Earth because they they used to was it um, Cumstain used to sponsor. That's them, right. Yeah, Spaceship. Siemens. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, now it's sponsored by Apple. Okay, and all the politics of who's doing the voice of Spaceship Earth and this script, that script, the other script is gone out the window because it's now Siri. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship, our planet has sailed through the universe of time and for a brief moment we have been among its passengers. But where are we going? And what kind of future will we discover there? Surprisingly, (laughs) the answers lie in our past. So I'm going to fade it out there and you can listen to the full audio of Spaceship Earth done by Siri. That is quite majestic. At the end of this show. So basically, it's Apple can bring whatever it wants to Spaceship Earth and plus it's a fuck with all the latest, you know, Steve Jobs is in his garage holding an iPad and everything. Um, Just, and then Siri, iPads are everywhere. iPads, you place all the, the, the touch screens on everything. And uh, yeah, Siri. Are they gonna go. are they gonna feature you too as the in-house band? No, I haven't got a band. But you two are always like doing free stuff for Apple. No, I, I still haven't got a band. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> It's Christmas. That's all we can say on that. Uh, do you remember when I, that? Yeah, I, I, yeah. But if, this, this is my point about millennials <laughs> and fucking Americans. Uh, Apple go, yeah, here's a free U2 album that we're going to put on your devices. Bang. And everyone gets offended and upset and they have to take it off everyone's fucking bellends. Yeah, but some people don't like having shit music on their phones. What's the what's the problem with that? It doesn't matter. It's, it was free. No, it does. It takes up memory for a start. I'd have two unlimited on my phone tomorrow. If Apple give it me for free. Well, I'd have two unlimited on my phone tomorrow as well, but I'd pay for it happily. Right, so it's 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 been a year. It's been, been a year. Quite a year. <laughs> and so I did ask Mr. P-Dubs, as he does, he normally has a look at this week in Disney history, but I thought instead I would challenge him with having a look at this year in Disney. Yeah. And picking out just a few yeah. highlights. Yeah, I think I think the big thing for, for both me and Nick probably this year has been the things that have happened at, at Disneyland Paris. Um both occasions I was in the park when it happened. So first was the Disneyland Paris 25th anniversary. Um was a massive, massive thing for for Disneyland Paris. It's in fact as a place in general it's it's become a different place I think. Oh and probably um, the, so the like, best parade in, in history. Yeah. Uh and I think that kicked off a, a really great year for them. Um that parade was was fantastic. The the characters that it's brought into the parks for the last year not not all the time obviously, but but for special events and and now with the kickoff of fan days next year as well, we're getting more more of those characters making their way. And and I think that kicked it off. And then obviously a couple of months after that, 
we got the the buyout by the Walt Disney Company, um, which has really really changed the landscape for the parks. I think over the over the last six months, um, and is continuing to change. And I think we're going to see improvements, obviously, from that now with Terra Terra becoming Guardians of the Galaxy, um, more Marvel moving into that park as well, and uh, and obviously other improvements as well that we we believe are coming that we don't know about yet that could include stuff from the buyout of Fox. We don't know that yet. We've I've heard Tron. rumors that the Simpsons. Tron, yep. There's rumours that the Simpsons might move into the to the foreign parks as well, so there's a wow. chance that we might see the Simpsons at Disneyland Paris uh, with the buyout of Fox. And and what else might come from that? Obviously, they've already built Avatar Land in the States. There's a chance of that as well. And I think just think now we can look at. I think it's a whole different landscape for those parks because of because of what's happened in this last year. Do you think? You mentioned the Simpsons there. So two things. First of all, I imagine that the attraction they built for Universal was built by by Universal, so they'd have to build a new attraction. Yeah. But do you think by the time because this deal is it was announced last week, it's going to have to be approved and will probably take a yeah. good while to actually go through. So let's just say it takes two years to go through. But at time, the Simpsons will be. Thir- almost 30 years old from when it started yeah. do we think the Simpsons is that big a draw in this day and age as it was when Universal first took it I don't think I don't think it's changed much since when Universal first opened those rides even then it was it was 20 years old mm. um, and I actually think it's still probably popular as more popular in, in Europe than it is in the States mm. I don't watch uh, it, and I haven't watched it for fifteen years. I love it, but I haven't watched it. No, and I, I don't think that's it, though, is it? It's, it's the fact that those characters are, are iconic. People know who they are. It's a bit yeah, like, in a, in a way, it's a bit like Friends in the fact that um, it's never been off the telly. So, I mean, she's not here tonight, but Amanda. I remember Amanda saying she's a big fan of Friends. Yeah, but Friends finished 15 years ago and it's just reruns. Simpsons are still putting out new content. Yeah, but you get the rerun... Well, like every day you get at least an episode of Simpsons on every day. And, and, you know, on certain days, multiple episodes. And that's just on one channel. It's repeated on, on multiple channels. So the thing is, whilst every now and again I might catch a more recent episode on TV... I normally catch the older episodes and I still remember those episodes like the back of my hand and I think that's probably why it's endured so much because even if you haven't watched The Simpsons in, as you said, Craig, like 15 years, if I said to you, oh, do you remember the monorail episode? Yeah. Right. Do you see what I mean? Like, there are things that will always stand out. But I remember the legend of the monorail episode more than I remember the episode. Right. You go and watch I kind of feel the, I kind of feel the same way with the Nintendo Land. I don't think Nintendo's anywhere near pop, as popular as it was twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah, no, they're building it, a whole land based on it. It's popular with rose-tinted glasses for people like our generation looking back and reminiscing. I, I, I disagree because 
you still you get... go and play, you go and play a Super Mario game now, right? It's crap. Right, but the thing is, it doesn't matter if I play a Super Mario game now, because and I and I know what the old Super Mario games are like. If you've got kids that love those new Mario games, then it's irrelevant how we feel about them. Which, to be honest, is a little bit like the Star Wars argument, in a way, because the thing is, I, I, when I came out tonight, when I went to see it the other day, it was like early in the morning, right? So there wasn't any kids there because it was a school day, but tonight. I came out, it was just after school showing, it was full of kids, and when I came out of that cinema, those kids were all buzzing about that film and how amazing it was and everything else. And that, unfortunately, is, is some of the point as well. Then you know, Stuff isn't made just for us anymore, it's made for a new generation. So we can go and play Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario World and think that's amazing, but another kid might think that Super Mario Galaxy is where it's at. Or whatever the the new Super Mario Brother game is called. So I don't I don't necessarily agree. I think you know to us Mario is a little bit old hat, but there's a whole new generation of kids getting into it. Like Pokemon, Pokemon. I was a little bit too old for when Pokemon first came out to really get it. My brother played it, but I didn't. And now Pokemon has found a new generation of kids. So now Pokemon's really cool again. But I've got no interest in it. So what you're saying is we might be cool again soon. In our own minds, we've never not been cool. I think that's really... Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably not wise to, to be honest. (laughs) But it's it's interesting, uh, P-Dubs, about that, because, uh, you know, with the Fox deal, does come a lot of licences. So it yep. will be interesting to see what we we do see from that deal in the parks. Yeah, and and definitely as we've we've spoken about the Simpsons, it's going to be far easier for them to build in the foreign parks because of the deals they've got with Universal. Yes. Yeah, they won't they won't push out there. Yeah. No. So that was yeah. So we so we had the the twenty fifth anniversary, and then we had the buyout. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, as you just mentioned, the 21st Century Fox buyout as well, which is still patent pending. Uh, but technically, you know, that should be done and dusted um, as well. And then do you think, because Disney will then have the rights to all the Star Wars films, we will finally get those un, uh, unedited original films out in 4K? I would, ho- I would hope so. I would hope that's part of the reason why they wanted it back. I mean, apparently, from what I've heard, the reason they haven't done anything yet is because of out of loyalty to George Lucas, who interestingly was at Disney World this weekend. Was he now? During was, Galactic Nights. I was going to say, was he strangely. the only person? Was he the only person queuing up for Star Wars? No, weirdly, he was in Animal Kingdom going <laughs> to Avatar. Oh God, he's not doing that next, is he? He's doing well, the prequels. I tell you what. P-dubs, talk about segways. There's something else that happened this year. Yeah, the opening of uh, Pandora. Yes. Uh, and the opening of the sale of sex tales. <laughs> and of course, when you say Pandora, you don't mean anything to do with Adrian Mole. Or her no. box. Or the jewelry chain. All that. No. Yeah. Well, the UK got those this year, I suppose. That is true. We did get the Disney Pandoras, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean... 
Craig, I think you're the only person that's been to Pandora, isn't it? Um, me. Mr. Oh, D. Yes. Oh, of course you went to the, the past preview. Order preview. Yep. God. So long ago. Yeah. And me. Uh, and what well, it was worth the wait. The twelve-year yeah, right wait for it to open. Do breaking news. Uh, Donald Trump audio animatronic figure has just gone live in the Hall of Presidents. How long? Yeah, it opens tomorrow. How long before can switch stuff? Do you want to have a quick listen? Let's see if I can go on then. My fellow citizens, no event could have filled me with greater anxiety. Oh no, that's um, standard name. That's when he was born, 1789. How old is Harry? Let's see where, if I can get to him talk. Oh, here he is, here he is. I can't believe he's selling his speech from the Simpsons. Did he say, God help us all? Yeah. Are huge. <laughs> well, I'll leave it there, but there you go. I love so. the fact that he's given the thumbs up while he's talking. Oof, unbelievable. <laughs> Do you know what, though, right? It had to be done. Otherwise, the whole of presence had to be ripped out. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, of course, of course it did. Of course it did. So go on, Mr. Day Pandora. Uh, yeah, it's, um, wasn't wasn't a massive fan of the idea before it before it happened, but um, thought they did a fantastic job of it. And Flight of Passage, I think, is probably the best theme park ride that I've experienced. Yeah, I second that one wholeheartedly. Yeah. Did Did you get to eat in the um, canteen? We. We went in the canteen, but I think we only had a drink. I don't think we ate in there. Yeah, we had breakfast. Um, different. That's all I'll say on it. It wasn't a displeasurable experience. I'd definitely do it again. Yeah. Did anyone get to it, see it at night? Yeah, no. me and our me and our Eve went back. Um, Kerry took Grace to the car, and we went and walked around it for twenty minutes. And it's it's absolutely stunning of a night. Different soundtrack, different animals, but so so busy. Mm. So you couldn't really stand and appreciate things because there was people walking in every direction. How very much dare they? Well, yeah, very much like Potter. You yeah, know, yeah. it's you need to get there for rope drop or be there last thing at night. Yeah. If you can if you can do that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But the the forced perspective, um we were sitting while Carla and Phil went on flight of passage, we were sitting minding the baby for twenty minutes and looking up at them floating mountains and you can see the waterfalls in the distance on the mountains, mm. you know, dropping down and obviously 
it's all um, jiggery pokery, but there was thousands of people all around me, and I just zoned out, listening to the soundtrack behind me, focused on the mountains. And it was one of the most beautiful, peaceful places I've ever been in Walt Disney World. But it was full. Yeah. So. Yeah, I certainly think they did a great job of it. I'd like to have seen one more attraction. I think three's a magic number, but well, what is there? They've done a good job of it. Yeah, the boat ride is, is a beautiful, beautiful attraction um, yeah. for what it is. But it's yeah. we got to ride it twice. We we um ran onto it and then were able to sit on the boat and go round again. Yeah. You know We uh, did that with Flight of Passage. <laughs> wow. You won't get done that now. Well not for a long time. Yeah, well, well we only got to ride that once. Uh, but you're right, it's the best ride in, in Florida, if not the world. Yeah. Bold claim I know, but it pisses on anything universal I've got on their screen-based attractions. Is there any water effects? Uh, no. Oh, so that's where it gone wrong, you say. It would have been even better if they'd had one of Universal's water effects. Well, there is, there is a little bit. It depends what you mean by water effects. At the end, you've what got a scene where you fly over the sea and the waves sort of splash up. Oh, right. Okay. It's a little bit of water in the face. That's all you want. Universal yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for us... It, you know, this year we uh, we went back in May, and this was the second half of our daughter Heather's um, cast member assignment. So that was the big highlight for us, I guess. Yeah. Um, and now she's uh, she's no longer a cast member. She's back in the UK. For now. Yeah, for now. Yeah, actually, funny you should say that. Oh, really? Yeah, she's well. She's thinking about applying for a job here, a Disney job here. Ah. So she liked the company so much that uh, she's uh, she's going to apply for a job. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Um, we we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I suppose we we should kind of touch on it maybe a little bit more, and that is uh, the bumper box office year that Disney have had at the cinema. So, um, you know, a couple of uh, biggish hits um, in in the cartoon world. Uh, a massive hit in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Big hits with their Marvel films as well. And, of course, another Star Wars film to a great success. In fact, I think the only thing that might be seen as a bit of a disappointment this year is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I loved it. I'm, I'm talking about from... You know how it's done. Was um, the Alice follow-up this year? It was, wasn't it? No, it was last year. Or was it? Yeah, that was a massive yeah. bomb. It's a very weird film. I don't really understand what it was trying to be, but it didn't work. Very, very strange. Pirates come out though with all the Johnny Depp drama kicking off, didn't he? Um, well, Alice did as well, but it seemed to pick up a little bit again when Pirates came out. So, yeah, he did suffer from that. He did a bit more press, didn't he, for Pirates, so I think that's where it Hmm. all kicked off. And then there was the the backlash of him being in 
Fantastic Beasts as well around the same time. Yeah, which is still ongoing. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a bit odd that as well. Yeah, I think. But yeah, it's not. I mean, I uh, enjoy. I enjoyed Pirates. Yeah, I I thought Pirates was fine. Um, I thought it was an improvement on the last couple. Personally, oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, it still did. It it did, it's done seven hundred ninety-four million worldwide, it's which is still fun. more than Justice League. Oh yeah, but I just, but saying that it did cost two hundred and thirty million. Those pirate films are bloody expensive to make. It's because they do it practically, don't they? Yeah. But saying that, I mean, a film needs to, to, to be a success, needs to make back three times its budget. Yeah. Which it has. So, it's not done a, it's not done a, um, oh, what's, what's it called it? Um, no, I can't the franchise. On the knee. Yeah, me. I was trying to think of the franchise. Um, Lone, Lone Ranger. Ranger. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not done that. Which probably costs about the same amount of money, to be honest. I've yeah. still not seen The Lone Ranger. Should I watch it? No. Yeah, you, you, I mean, I it, think you do. It's a rite of passage. It wasn't a Lone Ranger film. It's no. the, the problem. It was a Tonto film. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, it was very much is focused he, on that. Is he being Jack Sparrow, in it? No. He's weird in it, though. Yeah. Is he the mad hatter? <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. It's hard to describe, really. Now you've asked yeah, us to do that. It's a very stilted performance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. It's more, it's more Edward Scissorhands uh, than anything, I think. I don't know what it's like. It's very, very odd. But yeah, it's it's far too much focus. I will, what I will say is that the if the Lone Ranger was twenty five minutes long and was the last twenty uh, the last thirty minutes of the film, they'd condense that into twenty five minutes, it would be a good film. Mm. But it's two hours and twenty five minutes or thereabouts. It's far, far too long and not enough interesting stuff happens, so yeah. Just looking at the, the table, though, if you look at the top 100 grossing movies of the year so far, and okay, this is a it's going to change, but Buena Vista, their lowest film is number 19, Coco. Yeah. So they've got nothing lower than 19. It's wow. pretty good, really. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, and I mean that's it's been open four weeks as yeah. well so I'm looking through this list actually there's a few things that have made me sad like I've just noticed how bad Ghost in the Shell did I really really like that film <laughs> so sad but um, yeah I mean I think I think Coco's a little bit training a little bit behind uh, Moana and uh, Tangled in that kind of series of uh film was released around that time I mean it's, you can't compare it to Frozen that was a juggernaut but uh, he's still doing pretty well is Coco um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it I thought it looked pretty good yeah oh yeah our oh, Grace is having her birthday to Coco we're, we're taking a gang of kids lovely I, I wonder what they're going to do over here I wonder if we're going to get the Olaf short or not 
we won't. It's already yeah. out on DVD. Well, that's what I mean. Well, it's out on DVD. It's on Sky Movies Christmas it's on Day. on Disney Life, I think. I'm sure it's on Disney Life. It's definitely on, it's definitely on Sky Movies on Christmas Day. So it'll probably be on Disney Life the same kind of time if it's not already. But uh, I can't see why they're sticking in front of Coco now. No. Um, but you never know. It's already been removed in the States. It was only limited engagement anyway. They've made a big, much bigger thing out of it than it needed to be. No, millennial Americans fucking moaning again. Just shut up and watch the no, film. It was ne- no, it was always supposed to be. It was never supposed to be for the entire run. Crying bastards. I still haven't seen it, by the way. I've got it on DVD. I still haven't watched it. Olaf, no, not, not Coco. We've got it for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, we got it, and we've watched it a few times. I've seen the Troll Holiday Special a couple of times now, but I've somehow managed to avoid the uh, the Olaf one. No doubt, I'll see it before Christmas. Um, what other things happened this year? We saw a few ride closures in a way. Yeah, Disney Quest. So Disney Quest, yes, and the demolition of that is is extremely sad. Um, great movie. Great ride. movie raid. Yeah. Another Adam's classic. energy adventure mm, and yeah. that wishes Not so much <gasps> how wishes. could we forget wishes wishes oh, us doing a commentary over wishes glorious that was a great episode that was fun that was fun and yeah. people liked it we got yeah. a, a lot of listens for that episode yeah I mean I haven't looked at the stats for that one but yeah we lost that um I think that was all the major attractions we lost this year. Obviously, Guardians we got reopened up in in Anaheim. Um, soon to to follow in Paris, if rumours are to be believed. Just in time yeah. for Jordan Peele's uh, remake. <laughs> do we think? Do we think that's going to be the end of Tower of Terror in, in Orlando? If that happens, Tower of Terror eight is gone. They just can't do anything now because if they do, there's nothing in that park. I wonder whether we'll get the the Tokyo version. I, that's not linked to the Tower of Terror. Yeah, I don't. I can't yes. see them. Well, I can't see them making it. Uh, Guardians. No. No, I hope not. No. But Nothing yeah. against Guardians, but just give us a different raid for Guardians. Well, we are. Oh, that's, well, we're getting a different think, raid for Guardians. That's why I don't think they'll do it. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think I think Paul's got a good good shout there about uh, maybe going for the uh, is it Mystic Manor. No. No, they've got a Tower of Terror. It's just not linked to the Twilight Zone. Well, is it called it's Tower of all... Terror? Yeah. I thought it was called something and it's else. All... No, but it's linked to Mystic Manor. Yes. It's that whole SEA thing that's linked through it. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the the, um, the adventure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Well, I can't. Still that's does a, good business. Yeah, but that's the thing. Riff it out. Riff it out. That's the thing, though, no. Mister D. Is that the thing is, if this goes through, what they're talking about doing now, there'll be a new version of the Twilight Zone on TV. Mm-hmm. Disney will not want to be one promoting a new show, and secondly, will not want to be then advertise like having a ride based on an old show which now has a new version of that show about it. Mm-hmm. So, and I wonder how long the contracts for still. Mm. Yeah, because there's no way CBS will renew it. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. CBS might do because it's it's money, just free money for them, isn't it? 
Yeah. But, uh, well, if Disney thinks they can, if Disney think they can make money out of it. Yeah, but no, I, I can see it. I can see it changing. Uh, I think that was it for rides. Um, is there anything else that people think is important to talk about? Uh, Loads of Disney of reopened. Disney Legends passed on as well, didn't he? Yeah. Legends, yeah. Existencio. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Carrie Fisher. Technically, the end of last year, but even so. Right, maybe she wasn't Disney Legend, but she was Legend, legend to us fan boys. Um, and what did you say, P Dubs? Uh, the Rivers of America reopened at Disneyland after the the building of Star Wars Land started. Mm. Fantasmic returned. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, it's been... the Marvel Summer of Heroes as well. Yep, that's now being introduced elsewhere. Well, and the same with um, Seasons of the Force. Yep. You know that was that was the beginning of this year at Disneyland Paris, and that's uh, coming back for a second uh, second year in January. And some of that, some of the stuff they did there has now gone on to other parts, haven't they? The um, yep. the projection show is is being done at Hollywood Studios. Although it's not exactly the same, is it? But it's similar. No. Thing. But uh, and they've announced a new park for Tokyo this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of the later bits of news, really, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. new park, yeah. Uh, the rebuilding of Hong Kong's castle has begun as well. I, read, I, was talk- I saw that on a forum the other week, and someone thought it was a practical joke. <laughs> they really didn't think it was true. They were like, oh, no, they, they can't be rebuilding the castle. Is. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. 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 And uh, with that said, next year... So the year ahead. I know one thing that Paul's already very excited about, and that is Warner Brothers Dubai Land. <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to help us pay a visit to it to test it when it opens, <laughs> we'll happily it's got, accept. There's got to be a millionaire out there who just wants to. You can be on the podcast. Just fly us all out there. We'll all. You can come with us. If I need, if I need or failing that. Listened. Failing that, we'd also like some help getting into the the Star Wars VR experience in London. If anyone wants to help us with that, yeah, we'll talk about. We'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. I, I'm I'm it'll be, I'll be going to that this year. No, well next year, no matter what. But uh, yes, if they want to let us do that for a, a review, we'll so certainly. The same, is that going to be the same as the one in Disney Springs? Yes. Do we know? Yeah. 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 Yep. Same same company. Same. Um, right. Based on the same storyline. So I think it's thirty bucks and Disney Springs. Thirty two thirty two fifty. Right. I bet you it's about fifty quid in London. No, it's thirty two fifty. Is London. it? Yeah. Thirty two fifty pounds. Yep. Yep. Right. So yeah, so it's not bad that is it? What it is when you're paying thirty dollars for it in America. Well that's that's the way the world goes now, isn't it? No. We... It should, should be less. Well, so should Apple products, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> But yes, it's in the Westfield Shepherd's Bush for about the next three months. Oh, sing Shepherd's Bush for me. 
What? No income tax, no VAT. No need no guarantee. No way. Go carry on, sorry. I don't think I mentioned uh, Shepard's Bush once in that song. Do you do? If anybody's thinking about going to that, make oh. sure you go to the right Westfields. That's what I'm saying, Shepard's Bush, not Stratford, yeah. Yeah, or, nobody told me there was two. Or Leeds. Bastards. Or, or um, I think there's one in Bristol as well. Westfield's all over the shot, I didn't realise. I didn't go that far wrong. No. I just went to the wrong one in London. What was that for? What, was you, what did you want to go to Shepherd's Bush for? It was my daughter's birthday and she wanted something in a shop in Westfield. Uh, so we drove all the way there. Took his ages because the traffic was terrible. And it took his ages to get parked. I think it was between Christmas and New Year, which was a stupid time to go anyway. And then we, we went looking for the shop and we're looking at one of these maps that shows you all the shops and we couldn't see it anywhere. And we asked the security guard, they said, uh, there's another Westfields. <sighs> Lovely. You live and learn. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so we talked about, we got we got Han Solo coming out next year. Which... Toy Story Land, didn't it? Oh, just talk about films. Oh, right. <laughs> Not go Han Solo Toy Story Land. Um, but... Uh, We've got hand silo. We've got uh, on the animated front Incredibles two. Yes, which I cannot wait for. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck it, yeah, Ralph like So and the, the the demo reel they showed at D twenty three went down a storm. Apparently, that's a that's a bit of a an unloved film. That really, and that's a bit of a. Underrated it film. Seems to have disappeared. Like at yeah. the time, it was quite beloved, and then Frozen come out. Yeah, and everyone forgot. It's still about it. read in. Where Stitch seems is. like it. Stitch is gone. Stitch. Yeah. Well, Stitch. Stitch is going in January, I think. Officially. Yeah. But yes, so that will that will be another thing as well. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's not so loved. I think it will be this new film, and a, an attraction will always. Will always help. Um, yeah. Is that it for films? P Dubs. Is there anything Infin- else? To... Infinity War. All right. Black uh, Panther. Which you know what? I saw the trailer when I saw Star Wars the other day for the first time. And I thought it actually looked pretty good. Yeah. And then the end of the year, the last Marvel film of the year is Ant Man and the Wasp. Don't care. Uh, oh, see, that's one of the superhero films I liked. Was Ant Man. Ant-Man's oh, poor few. Guardians. Well, I'm, I've got that experience well, yeah. to come this you're, Christmas. You'll be the judge, yeah. You'll be the judge. Yeah. yeah. And actually, that's a good question, actually, on a side note. So you, you bought Guardians of the Galaxy. You bought Tron and Tron Legacy. Yes. Is that because yeah. you've seen them before? Tron I've seen a couple of times. Tron Legacy I've never seen. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yes, yeah, we'll have Mr. Dean's movie reviews after after Christmas. Certainly. Um, yeah, so quite a busy slate for next year. Not quite as busy as this year, but busy enough. Um, as Craig mentioned, Toy Story Land. There you go, you can have that. Which is uh, April, I think. Is it April that's coming out? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it already looks better than the ones in Paris and uh, and Hong Kong. Oh, the Paris one's pathetic. Yeah. 
it's well it's well designed. Like I think there's some really nice touches. Like I love. I don't know if you've ever noticed, Craig, but when you're queuing to go on Slinky Dog, you're yeah. queuing up in a massive box, massive toy box that Slinky Dog came out of. And it's very yeah. well designed, but the ride itself is pony. Yeah, it's it's thirty two seconds of your life you can never get back. I think it's more than thirty two seconds. It fucking isn't. I wish it was thirty two seconds. Wouldn't be that bad then. Um obviously the Hall of Presidents is opening back up before the end of the year, so we can't have that as a highlight for twenty eighteen. Uh, but I don't think there's any other major Disney attractions opening up next year, is there? There was a film we missed. Well, there was a couple, actually, but there's oh. one that is either going to be very good or not very oh, good. Yes. Mary Poppins. Oh, that wasn't the one I was thinking of, but yes, of course, Mary Poppins. Is it Mary Poppins Returns? Yeah. Which one were you thinking about, Moonland? No, I was thinking of uh, a... A wrinkle in time? Moment, wrinkle in time. Or I say a stitch in time, because of Lilo and Stitch. But yes, a moment in time right. um, is uh, is supposed to be uh, quite hot on uh, on films for next year. But uh, I don't know if Mulan's going to make it next year. I, I don't even think they've started filming it yet. So I'd be surprised if it comes out next year still. But I know it's supposed to be coming out next year. But uh, but no, I think on the attraction side, it's a bit low, isn't it? Really, I yeah. can't think of anything else. Getting ready for twenty nineteen. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Pixar Pier. I don't think that'll be done next land. year. I feel it'll take longer than that. It's going to be done very shortly. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's. Yeah, I believe it's, it's ready. Yeah. It's not going to take a lot. There's. It's just retheming the the first half of it. It's not. What about they're the, not putting anything new in. No, but I thought the Incredibles coaster would take a bit of work. I don't think it'd be much more than six months. Oh wow! I believe it's it's finished. Uh, it's closing at the beginning of the year. It should be done for the summer. I think P Dubs has taught me into going to Disneyland for my next trip. <laughs> not well, not my next trip, but more, I mean my next trip to America, rather than Florida. I think he's done it. Him and Michelle Young. I think the combination of those two has, has, has turned me from Florida. I think she's there now, isn't she? Uh, she will be, yes. Today. Yes, yeah. she will be. But this, by the time this episode comes out, she can she could be listening to this in uh, in America. Or she could be, I don't know, enjoying her life. Um, so, not, of course, that doesn't suggest that if you are listening to this, you're not enjoying your life. But you're probably not a Disney park. So what I'm saying is... You know, priorities. Um, the other thing that Mr. Ripley brought to our attention ah, uh, yes. the replacement, um, yes. the Slay Show, will be Disney IP-based. Is it definitely going to be Disney IP-based? He yep. said animation. Yeah, no, it's Disney IP. So what are we thinking? Oh, and it's going to be Cirque, isn't it? It's still going to be Cirque? Yeah. Yeah. So what it's going to be them doing fucking Lion King or something crap like that. No, I th- I, I think Frozen. Oh God. Yeah. Or or an amalgamation of the two. Frozen King. Yeah. Frozen Lions. I think it'll be a um, compilation. Yeah. I, I think if they if it was done more like um, 
if you think like Disney on Ice or something, where they have like a set of uh, you know different songs, different characters, that kind of thing, then I think that would be quite interesting. But otherwise, yeah, yeah I don't. I I think just stuck to one cartoon is very restrictive, personally. When, you know, all right, you, you got the musicals that obviously do that kind of stuff, but for me, I think, especially with Cirque du Soleil, I think they work better when there's different elements to it. So, pretty interesting. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're going to pay money to go and see a Cirque du Soleil show, it's going to have to be more than just one thing, surely. Mm. Yeah. Obviously. Unless they're literally going to retell a whole story in one show, but... But that's the thing, like, even doesn't... when they do stuff with, like, you know, when it's the Beatles, I mean, I've not seen it, but I've seen enough clips of it that, you know, the show changes as the music changes. You know, so as a, as a style, the Beatles' music changes, what they do and the characters they have and the sets they have, you know, become a lot more elaborate and, you know, varied to what they were. Whilst I think if you was doing, like, Frozen or The Lion King, you'd have to be quite static wouldn't you really there's not a whole way you can go but if you was doing bits of Disney films then you'd, you would have more uh, more stuff to do maybe it might be based on Ice Age <laughs> no that's the Disney IP I love the fact Ice was, Age Avatar I love the fact that everybody's getting excited that uh, Anastasia is now going to be a Disney princess I'm more excited not... for the Home Alone Christmas show. They could do... You know what? Rip out Indiana Jones and put in the Home Alone stunt show spectacular. There you go, Disney. Have that one on me. Um, and of course, they, they, they already do have an Avatar show. Let's not yeah. forget. We won't see that anytime soon. Um, so yeah, I think a few more spring things are going to be happening in Disney Springs. Yeah, Obviously, the Edison's opening. The Edison, the replacement to NBA, that's uh, to uh, Disney Quest. The NBA experience is going to be opening, I think, summer of next year. Oh, good. <laughs> if you're lucky, Mister D, there might be some arcade machines up top. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I'm like sure. Band. I think uh, Wolfgang Puck will be open up by then as well. The new Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a few things happening down there, but I th- I think you're right that until Galaxy's Edge opens up, there's not going to be much happening in the parks. No. So... Does it, Caribbean Beach Resort should be finished? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure about the new hotel on that property um, when that's meant to be done. And the um, the uh, gondola system. Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Sky Ride or whatever it's called. Mm. Yeah, that that yeah. could open before the end of the year. What's, yeah, uh, we don't have an open date for um, Mickey and Minnie's train, oh, whatever that's it is, true. train wreck. I reckon. I reckon <laughs> you're so optimistic, aren't you? I. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that might be quite good. I. Um, to I think. I mean, when did um, Great Movie Ride open? Uh, Close in August. August, yeah. So it's got to be. I reckon beginning of the summer, maybe July time, that might reopen. 
if they could, I mean, if they could get it open for summer, that'd be pretty quick, wouldn't it? So I'm thinking if they can get it open for July 4th. Yeah, but if they don't, then it means it's in 2019, same time as Galaxy's Edge, which... They need something. Seems like bad planning. They need, they need something right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, every year, pretty much Universal have had an attraction. Um, obviously, they're... In 20, Universal 2018, Fast and the Furious opens. The shop opened this week, I think. It did, yep. Yep, opened just before Christmas. Yep. Makes no sense. Talking of, talking of merchandise, there's already Galaxy's Edge merchandise. What? In Tatooine Traders. Gotta pay for it somehow. <laughs> milk it, baby. Green, green Blue milk it, baby. Blue milk it, baby. Milk oh, them six nipples. <laughs> oh God! Imagine picking the pulling the wrong one, and it's all white milk. So uh, Universal have uh, <laughs> pretty much nailed the one ride a year system for the last few years. Um, so yeah, Disney really want to get that open next year, I think, because uh, you know it's it's been a while, it's been a while. So um, they need something there. That could definitely fill the gap. I can't. I can't see how it would take much longer than that to put a ride system in. Maybe it would. I don't know. But I mean, in this day and age, they are year, using new technology. Is it new technology though, or is it re recycled technology? According, according to them, it's something they've never done before. Oh. It just seems awful quick if they've only shot it in August. I, I mean, unless it is going to be. Later in the year, but normally they'd try and get a new attraction open by Memorial Toy Day Story. weekend, wouldn't they? Toy Story Playland's opening though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. And Star Wars Galaxy's Edge isn't opening until the end of 2019. Oh, right. I thought it was opening May. So, no. Uh, uh, they reckon Disneyland will probably get it June time and that Disney World will be a couple of months behind maybe some good deals for summer 2019 then mm. everybody hangs on for Galaxy's Edge so with that said and that's some good advice there Mr D as well with that said this year out of everything what do you think has been your your highlight I don't think I had one this year, to be honest. Cheers, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus, if I wanted to be made to feel like that, I'd like phone my mum. <laughs> Every time. It's, it's so I mean, there's easy. a lot of stuff that's... There's a lot of exciting news about stuff to come, but if you're talking about something that's actually happened in this year, hmm. then I think for me it was the opening of Flight of Passage... Yeah, I had a wonderful holiday in August. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Sure, yeah, sure you did. With, with, with the uh, with the fan bomb. Yeah, your, um, real, your real family, yeah. Your <laughs> family and friends, yeah. It's fine. 
we we had to we had a good weekend in September. We had an amazing weekend, but uh, but technically we didn't do it at Disney. We, oh no, we did see Disney no. Springs. Yeah, yeah, anyway. we did. Yeah. Um. So theme park wise, August and September were a highlight for me. Movie wise, it's probably Star Wars outweighs Marvel just. I I think other than a fantastic weekend away with Craig, with not too much uh, boy sex happening, not as not as much as I was preparing Just myself. King Kong's anyway, finger. King Kong's dong. Um, I would say that um, my highlight was probably, although it meant not I had to sell my shares because I had to sell them directly to Disney, uh, was the fact that. Um, Disney were taking over Disneyland Paris. I think from a, a Disneyland Paris fanboy point of view, it's been a long time coming and it's probably the best thing for it, really, in the long term uh, for them to be running it. So, um, and, and and what that will lead to, so more investment, newer rides, better um, maintenance and, and upkeep keep of the parts as well so I think the future is bright for Disneyland Paris so that was probably a highlight and um, I think another one was how many good Disney films there's been this year because we haven't been able to see Coco so we can't say how good or bad that is yet although generally the consensus is it's, it's good um, but you know Beauty and the Beast was much better than it should have it had any right to be um, Guardians and Thor were great Marvel films um, Spider-Man although not strictly Disney but a co-production in a way was also very very good um, and we've got The Last Jedi which um, you know still not loved by everybody but was uh, wasn't anywhere near as bad as it could have been especially if you're watching more than once <laughs> so <laughs> there's that as well yeah it's not a bad year yeah you know, for me been at the 25th anniversary mm. was something special I, I'd always had it in my head that I would I wanted to be in a park on an anniversary um, a major anniversary and, and I managed to do it this year uh, very privileged to be able to do it and loved every minute of it DLP 2022 looking, possibly there's a possibility that it might be Walt Disney World 2021 mm. is, be. is the plan. Yeah, but we can we can drive uh, to we can drive to Disneyland Paris for 2022. Oh, you're splitting up with me already, yeah. Oh, no, like this, I was talking about the uh, that road trip. Threesome. I'll have to I'll have to learn how to drive by that time, but that gives me something to aim for. But yeah, road trip. We'll get a we'll get a minivan. Solve crimes on the way. Yeah, with his dog. Take, yeah, I was going to say, pick up a talking take, dog along the way. I'll take Flynn with Pesky us. kids. You know. Amanda can be Scooby-Doo. As long as we have Chris, some Scooby snacks. Chris can be Shaggy. <laughs> he can be our little brothers. And I'll be Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. He, he was always you my favourite. You're more of a Scrappy-Doo. I ain't getting on no train, fool. 
Just just something to aim for, Paul. That's all I was thinking. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you aim for the moon, you might hit the stars. So yes, being in the park for the 25th anniversary, you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a, a uh, great experience all round. Hmm. And you ran in Paris, didn't you? Yeah, but that was the second year, so that was good as well. And as I said, I was in the park when the, the buyout was announced as well. So, quite, a, and that obviously wasn't planned. That just happened while we were there. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, uh, technically, a year of being an annual pass holder, I think, is is the big thing. Yeah. We didn't talk about cruise line, but they did announce two more ships coming later as well. I forgot I went to, to Paris in February as well, didn't I? Yeah. Was it this year? Yeah. Good year, mate. Good year. You barely, but you, you probably spend more time in Disney parts than you have in this country. I know. Bloody hell. Next year I'm going to Scotland. Oh. You'll see a few cartoon characters there. <laughs> I'm stockpiling the special brew now. Well, what I'll do is I'll have a similar conversation. I'll I'll try and have a similar conversation with Amanda and, and Mr. Ripley and, and add this to the end of this podcast after the music. Um, but otherwise, it's been quite a year. We've done a lot of podcasting, as you mentioned. Uh and I suppose more for next year. Uh, oh, we're going to try and meet up, aren't we? That's another thing. Yeah. We've got a date penciled in. So near yeah. the time, we'll we'll let that be known to the public once we all know that we're all going to be, definitely going to be there for it. And uh, yeah, if people can uh, can come down at the same time, then they can, they can see the us island. as well. Yeah. Yeah, and that as well. Absolutely. Um, bring a Papa John pizza. Yep, I mean other brands of pizza are available, but that's probably uh, the best. Uh, There's a badge in it for you. Well, yeah, we'll see you about co- it. You come all the way to London, buy our ale, bring a pizza, and we'll give you the badge. To be fair, Amber and Nick did some of those things, and they did get a badge for their travels, so that's it's not out of the question. That's fair enough, then. Yeah. But yeah, so. Uh, Thank you for being with us this year, and uh, hopefully you'll continue to listen to us next year. And uh, with that said, enjoy your Christmas, and have a happy new year. Who's Mary Poppins, y'all? Have a cool Yule. I'm Santa Claus, y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm Leia Poppins, y'all. <laughs> So it's my new catchphrase. Get your metal bikini on. <laughs> oh, Princess Leia. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship, our planet has sailed through the universe of time, and for a brief moment we have been among its passengers. But where are we going? And what kind of future will we discover there? Surprisingly, the answers lie in our past. Since the dawn of recorded history, we've been inventing the future one step at a time. So let's travel back in time together.
I'll show you how our ancestors created the world we know today, and then it will be your turn to create the world of tomorrow. Here in this hostile world is where our story begins. We're alone, struggling to survive until we learn to communicate with one another. Now we can hunt as a team and survive together. It takes 15,000 years to come up with the next bright idea, recording our knowledge on cave walls. There is only one small problem, when we move, the recorded knowledge stayed behind. Now let's move ahead to ancient Egypt, because something is about to happen here that will change the future forever. This unknown Egyptian pounding reeds flat is inventing papyrus, a sort of paper. Papyrus in turn creates better record keeping of plans, designs and unfortunately taxes. But it also brings with it the dawn of great civilizations. At this point each civilization has its own form of writing which none of the others can understand. But the Phoenicians, who trade with all of them have a solution. They create a simple common alphabet adaptable to most languages. Remember how easy it was to learn your ABCs. Thank the Phoenicians, they invented them. The ancient Greeks were great inventors of the future. First they established public schools, and then began teaching an intriguing new subject called mathematics. And with math comes mechanical technology and the birth of a high-tech life we enjoy today. With lessons learned from the Greeks, the Romans create a powerful empire. To move their armies around, they build a system of roads all over the known world. Rome built the first World Wide Web, and it's leading us into the future. But then we hit a roadblock, Rome falls, and the Great Library of Alexandria in Egypt is burned. Much of our learning is destroyed, lost forever, or so we think. It turns out there were copies of some of these books in the libraries of the Middle East, being watched over by Arab and Jewish scholars. Call it, the first backup system. The books are saved, and with them, are dreams of the future. In the meantime, here in Europe monks toil endlessly recording these books by hand, but that is about to change. In 1450, Gutenberg invents the movable type printing press. Now knowledge can travel as fast as these new books, and travel they do. Books make it easier to invent the future in every field, and the result is an incredible explosion of innovation that we call the Renaissance. Books it seems were just the beginning. Now communication technology races headlong into the future, and soon people all over the world are sharing life's most important moments faster than ever before. By now, we're all communicating from anywhere on Earth and in 1969 from somewhere else. To send a man to the moon, we had to invent a new language, spoken not by man, but by computers. At first very large, very expensive computers, but we see the potential. What if everyone could have one of these amazing machines in their own house? There's just one problem, they're as big as a house. The solution comes in of all places, a garage in California. Young people with a passion for shaping the future put the power of the computer in everyone's hands. Together we form a super network that goes with billions of interactions, and once again we stand on the brink of a new renaissance. After 30,000 years of time travel, here we are, a truly global community, poised to shape the future of this, our spaceship Earth. For the first time in history, all of us can have a say about the kind of world we want to live in. The choices we have made for the past 30,000 years have been inventing the future one day at a time. And now, it's your turn. Let's have some fun creating the future, shall we? On your computer screen, answer a few questions for us. Then, we'll show you a new world, custom made just for you. Ready? Well done.
Now along with your answers let's add in some amazing new technology that we happen to know about. And now I believe your future is just about ready. Let's take a look, shall we? So here's to the next 30,000 years on Spaceship Earth. While no one knows for sure what we'll see or do, I do know it will be quite an adventure, an adventure that we'll take and make together. See you in the future. Would you like to reply? No. Okay. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disasterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-R-N dot com slash disasterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support. Podcast.